thing up, I said, what goes on in the back rooms? And she just spurts out out of nowhere. She goes, well, she goes, Drew Barrymore loves oral. And Daly's face dropped. I'm going, continue. Keep talking, you know. And Daly's like, oh, maybe we should change the subject. So oh, I think we need to go to a break. Where are we? Absolutely. Hey, folks, guess what? We are, we are live right now. We are talking to three of Vegas's top young bartenders. We have Nikki Hatfield from Copper Keg. We have Jeremy Burnett from Shucks Tavern. And also Kareem Muller from Crowbar. This is Daily Fish. I'm John Daly in Myrtle Beach. Fish is Eric Fish Schneider. He is in Las Vegas. Um, and so I can say that we've got four of the greatest bartenders of all time here. So I guess let me let me just ask this one question of each of you. What is the greatest drink you make? Nikki, I'll let you go first. Oh man. Um I'm old school. I like making the classics, you know, old fashions, Manhattans, but I'm known for like the holiday drinks. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Give me one. Give me one. Give me, give me, just give me the quick ingredients too. Um, you know, last night we were practicing our Halloween shots and I, I don't know, just trying to make it tasty and fun and festive, but I would say Lisa's, uh, Mexican lollipops are probably our signature shot. Ooh, tequila? Uh, tequila or vodka. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Jeremy, give me yours. I mean, personal favorites are, you know, typically when I'm working on the bar, everybody just dumps the shots on me. They're like, hey, you know, you know how to make all the shots. I had previous bartenders, you know, teach me all the girly shots and all the girly shots. <laughs> so... You know, I guess green tea drinks, the simple basic stuff, you know. I just like making the easy things, you know. Okay. Kareem, how about you? Um, I'll say that um, the drinks that I really – I have three of them. The drinks that I really take pride in because these are, like, the most subjective ones when people ask for one. Um, when people ask for Bloody Marys, I put my bowl into that thing. Like, I will legit taste it first. If I don't like it, I toss it out and start all over. Uh -huh. Um. I Good put my soul into margar. I put my soul into margaritas. I don't know why. It's just one of the first drinks I learned. So, like, I just try to make sure it's always right. Um, the third one. This was about I want to say about eleven years ago at a bar I was working at, at called MVP. It's no longer there now. It's a jackpot Joni's now, and they had like a bartending drink contest. And me, and the other graveyard guy, came up with a cherry limeade, like from Sonic. Mm. Ooh. And Ooh. let me tell you something. <laughs> that is the drink where somebody comes in, they're like on a date or whatever, and they're like, um, uh, give her something. I don't know what she likes. Give her something that's, that's kind of sweet or whatever that, you know, a girl on a date would like. And it's every single time I make that. And it's one of those that you're like, you drink it, you're like, wow, what is this juice? And then four women, you're like, I can't find the bathroom. So <laughs> those are the three that I, yeah, I put my heart and soul in those. Good first date drink. Okay, perfect. I got pics. Look, check out, check out Nikki. This is the pics of these people in their profession. Nice. Check out Nikki. That's she, hey, someone's getting paid, you know. And hey, that's that's my girl. Let's go. Check out Jeremy. This is Jeremy with some of our great staff here at Chuck's Tavern. Now, a couple of those girls. That's Nikki and Ashley. They still work there. I don't know. Is that is that Jordan in the back? Who's that yep, guy in the back there? Yeah, that's Jordan Jose. Yeah, and that's that. And there's Frank Jeremy number two. And then check out Kareem. Kareem always has this kind of crowd, man. Kareem, you, you walk into Kareem's bar. There's a the face. Look at that. There's a lot of witness protection in that crowd. I noticed from crazy. All of the I am a man of people. You are. I. So I, I got a question for all you guys. I know about Jeremy because this is if if you weren't doing what we're doing, and I've done it for so many years and forty one years, and it's it's the greatest thing about this job. I want to ask you is every time I told my wife Nikki, every time I go to work, I have different conversations with different people. I'm not one of these guys who can sit in front of a computer all day. It's just what makes the job so endearing to us. I found a picture of Jeremy because I said, Jeremy, what would you do if if you weren't doing this? All right. And he said, you know, the Backstreet Boys are coming together. And look, this is Jeremy auditioning for the Backstreet Boys. Check <laughs> that out, man. <laughs> and and Jer Jeremy's dad is a GM over at Chuck's. I said, you're going to lose your kid as a bartender. Nick, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? 
Oh man. Um, I don't know. I think I would probably, I don't know. That's a hard thing. I've been bartending most of my adult life, you know, and it provided me with such a great life. I'm a full-time mom. So I think I would be doing something in the realm of something I could still interact with people like real estate or sales or just because like you said, you get to, you can't, once you do this, you can't sit behind a, a desk, you know? No yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's hard. You know, we, we go in where people's friends, where their family, we share their, their greatest moments, their saddest times, you know, I just, that joy of just connecting with people. I don't think I could replicate it anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Kareem, what about you? What would you be doing if you weren't doing this? All right. So I, um, I was one of those kids, like when I got out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did that weird generic thing where everybody chooses business management. I didn't know what that meant. What, like, how can you just have one class for all businesses? I don't know. And then uh, one day I decided I was listening to like sports radio one day and I was like, holy, wow, I would love to do this. So that's when I switched over to like journalism, that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing I would like to do. But again, it's the same thing. It's like, how many people have we worked with? They're like, I'm done with this bartending, done with it. Six months later, what are they doing? They're back bartending because the interaction with people is something that you just can't get anywhere else. It's people that start off as strangers and they become legit like your bar family. You know everything that was going on in their life. They know about yours. They come in, they're like, hey, how's the dating life? And you're like, oh, that's right. I told you this story about last month or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I couldn't really... I can't imagine doing something other than bartending, but it has it would have to be something that is somewhere like a relative of it because dealing with people is the best part. You're on stage, you're like you're it's like you're hanging out and you're getting paid for it. Sure, great, great, great. Jeremy, besides your singing career, what what off you now because I'm part. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy, besides your singing career, what would you be doing if you weren't doing it? <laughs> I mean, if the scene career absolutely mail, failed, mail bottle. Been through that, and you know, <laughs> but I think I would follow in the same thing as what Nikki said. I mean, it's hard to you know go behind a desk after being in front of people all day, talking to them, conversing with them, getting to know people, and just being friends with them overall. You know, can't really sit behind a desk any longer. So I think it'd be sales, real estate, something like that. Just something that involves the public or the community. Really, just kind of get out there, I guess. I got a question, Fish. I'm going I'm to kind of ask you this first because you've bartended in a couple of different places. I've done some bartending, but I never did it in Vegas. I was a news anchor in Vegas. Um, how How is it being a bartender in Vegas different from being a bartender elsewhere? I, I, I got to think it's pretty obvious. But do you guys have any, uh, any comments, suggestions? Fish, I'll let you go first. You, I bartended in nightclubs for 10 years. And there's an old saying that people walk into a nightclub sad and leave happy and people walk into bars in Vegas happy and leave sad. No one wants to lose their money. And as a bartender, you're more of a banker than you are a bartender. You're there to sell coin. Okay. I've seen bartenders and I've had to do it as a manager, move people around or lose shifts because they can't get people in to, to play those machines. Your bartending skills don't mean shit. It's can you get people in there to gamble on your ship? And what's, what makes us so, unique and i uh, nikki and jeremy and Prima, i explained to my family still we work in a business where 15 machines you need 15 people to be busy in your bar any other bar in the united states 15 people that, that's slow you know you get 15 people playing those pianos you're a success and that's the greatest thing and we get tipped on people winning on those machines rocky you know and it's that makes us it, it's indigenous on to las vegas pre made a great point jeremy earlier when he said people leave for six months and they come back. How about the people you know, Nikki, that go, I'm so sick of Vegas. They go to Florida, the bartender, and three months they're, they're back in Vegas because the money's in, in gaming as far as a bartender. Do you guys agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's when you see, yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, Nikki. Um, it's one of those things where only in Vegas can you do this as a, a profession and a profession to be proud of, you know? When you think I've bartended in other cities and 
it's just nothing compares to Vegas. You can retire from being a bartender in Las Vegas. We're a service industry city. And I, the service in Vegas is the best. It is hands down. You know, we, we do that right when you go to other cities and it's just not the same. So I think the pride of the bartending that bartenders have in here, because these are our careers. This is not just, you know, it is fun interactive, you know, so I don't know everyone's personal story why they bartend, but you can make an established brand career and retire from it in Vegas. And it's, it's a noble profession, you know, and it's one of those things where I love Vegas because the service is great and people take pride in what they offer. Go for it, Jeremy. Um, I mean, even when I went up to Seattle, I'd say like a couple of weeks ago, you kind of noticed the bartender and, you know, he's, it's not that he's not moving quick. It's just, you know, he only has one simple job, pour a drink and set it down, you know, keep it moving. He still engages with the customers. Everything's friendly, you know, but it's definitely when I'm sitting, I'm sitting there at the bar, having a couple of drinks, I kind of noticed a different aspect. I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, in Vegas, you know, you'd be sitting there right now with a full bar like this. And with machines going and everything, you'd be kind of sweating a little bit because you're just sitting there like, oh, man, i got to check how much this guy's in over here, about four or 500 bucks, make sure he gets his drinks comped and I'm taking good care of all the customers. So when, when you see it from, like, an outside perspective, you're like, wow, it's just kind of like a one simple track kind of thing where you're just pouring drinks, dropping a check, moving along in different cities. When you come out here, you know, there's a different layer to it, and you got to pay attention to that, that important gambling layer because, you know, once you lose that layer – just things get a little wonky. <laughs> yeah. Kareem, give us your take. Yeah. Especially like working grave. Like if you lose that layer, you're a bona fide security guard. Um <laughs> and not just that, but like like Nikki said, like um you go to other cities and you see how they are and how it's different and you realize how what you do here in Vegas is different. It's not just that, it's also the other bartenders in other cities, they recognize that you're from Vegas. Even if it, like, you can try and be the most tourist person you want to be, but it will come up. Yeah, 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 I live in Vegas. I'm here from Vegas. And they treat you like gold because we're just different. Like, um, we can, we can get a tab for $80 and leave them 180 and we are gods for the entire weekend that we're there. You know what I mean? They're not used to that. To us, we're like, cool, see you next time. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I don't mean sound as superficial as it does, but like this industry in this town is just different. And to be a part of it, like a rare breed, especially if you succeed as long as we have the ones in this room. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, that, that's the thing. And, and again, you know, what we do is, is the supreme performance of multitasking. Jeremy hit it. Jeremy's a manager. He's got to worry. He's got Jeremy's got to worry about bartending. He's got to worry about the marker. He's got to worry about the phone ring. He's got to worry about the dishwasher didn't show up. He's got to worry about the guy that's in the restaurant that maybe didn't get his jambalaya. All that. You have to do all that when you bartend. He goes to the bar in Seattle probably, and all the guy had to worry about, right? Jeremy was making your drink and laying it down, right? Oh yeah, real simple. Yeah, yeah. Was just kind of just like here you go, and then just kept it pushing. All I worry about is how come nobody would taste the sweet and sour. Like that's me. Like <laughs> now, Nikki, Nikki, you. We have very attractive bartenders in this city, and we have attractive bartenders that work at, at Chuck's. And I, I like to watch how male customers treat you guys. Every guy that walks in a bar thinks oh, they have a shot yeah. at every single one, and it's great as a male bartender to watch them fail. <laughs> and it's great. And part of our job, and especially the good bartenders like Nikki is they know how to use sex cells and use it classy, but to make the money and make the guy feel like they're special. That is the art of, of a great bartender like Nikki. Lisa does it. The girls that we have at our place, Jeremy, do it. I'm sure, Kareem, you've seen it too. It's tough being a female bartender no matter what yeah. city you're in. But in Vegas, you got people, you know, can I get this guy in and stare at me and make him feel special? And he loses $2,000. You know, when Jeremy walked to that bar in Seattle, the guy's paying a $50 tab on his big deal you know, for his drinks. But in Vegas, you really have to be special and talented to do what the young ladies do. Um, be saying that, I'm going to start with you, Kareem. Give me the oldest person chronologically that has hit on you. I'm going around, I'm going around the room here. 
Give me the oldest person chronologically. Now you work at the oh. oh boy. <laughs> I got a story. Well, Vinny. Jeremy knows the person. <laughs> come on, come on, put you on the spot. You want to go? You want want me to defer? Who's going right, first? Nikki, Who's? Nikki, Nikki, you go. Okay, Nikki, listen. Okay, okay. Be a guy or a girl. You know, we're <laughs> this is a new, new culture now. Give me someone that's 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 octogenarian that hit on you, and how did they do it? So I got a great story too. I'll go to Jeremy next. The oldest. Um, I I'd say like eighties. I don't. I feel like I don't know. Little old men. That'd be great. They, they like their their favorite line is, "If I was thirty years younger, I would yeah, yeah. wipe wipe you up." And I'm just like, "Okay, um, I don't think you should have any more Bacardi and Cokes." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm afraid, what do I get a say in this? <laughs> I think it's just like the corniness. Uh, it, it's not really the old older. Older gentlemen and women, they're not really, you know, they're more corny, you know? Yeah. And you're great. I've watched you. I watched you, Bart. I've been there a couple of times. I heard, I, heard, uh, I know Misa for years and Moj, you got to check out this. I heard about Nikki and I said, and I heard great things about Kareem. Jeremy, I saw grow up. His dad used to bring him around to a bar. I used to mask oh. a Montana meat company. He goes, Jeremy, take the trash and I put, I give him 20 bucks. Jeremy, tell me a story about the, I got a story about Jeremy. I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. When I first started oh, there, no. mother, there was a mother-daughter from the <laughs> Appalachians that had a huge crush on him. And he goes, Fish, yeah. what do I do? And I said, don't do it. You're a young man. <laughs> the daughter was in Nikki's League, drop-dead gorgeous. The mother looked like Roseanne Barr with no teeth. So he had to have one. And, and I said, don't do it. You're single. That you're is and, and, and I gave him the greatest advice. What he did, I'll never say. You know, but Jeremy, <laughs> give, me, give me the – Look at that face. It's like a 12 year old. Give me the well, oldest person to hit on you. Because I want to tell you my story, make you guys fall off the chairs. Go ahead. Well, real quick, I just wanted to say that mother would always be like, hey, can you hook me up with fish? And I was like, I can try, but there's no guarantees. So, but, so no, I always, he, he would like that. Yeah. But I had my wife this, gave me a hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible use yeah. for the hall pass. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we we have we have an older clientele. We have a great clientele, Chuck's as Nikki I mean, at, at Copper Keg. But Jeremy, you had to have someone. So I like to watch. I, lo I oh, love yeah. to watch that. I love to watch it when the bartenders get hit on, because I'm 62 years old, so you know, I'm not getting hit on. Go ahead. I was gonna say I have this uh, woman that comes in. She's real sweet, but she's in her 70s, and I'm not gonna say names. But she's offered to take me to Mexico, and she said, you know. We'll take you, we'll do this, we'll do that. And Arriba, Arriba. I told her, I was yeah. like, hey, for nothing nothing less than two grand, then you can get me to go out there. We'll have some margaritas, we'll have a great time and all that. But it's going to cost her a little bit to come out of her pocket. But, I mean, she said she swings both ways, too, which is another interesting thing. She's not. It's not just me that she's hit on. She's hit on the female bartenders, too, and offered them the same thing. Hey, we'll go to Mexico, I'll take you to Cancun. We'll have such a wonderful time. And, but, yeah. Kareem, 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 definitely... Kareem's struggling with this a little bit. Let me give you my story, and it happened at Montana Meat. <laughs> I was working one night, and 58 years old at the time, Nikki, and, and a lady walks in, and she's very attractive for her 80s. And she goes, what's your story? I see you have a wedding ring on. I said, I'm married. She goes, well, how married are you? You know, I'm, I'm a millionaire. And I find out from some of the customers she's loaded, Right. And I said, what are you drinking? And she goes, could I, have a, could I have a glass of soda water with no, with no ice? So I bring it to her, and I'm flirting with her. So I'm seeing because she's playing. She's already got Nikki. She's she already got like 2,000 in the machine. And yeah. a couple of times I've done revolutions. So I give her a glass of soda water with no ice. And she takes her fucking teeth out and puts them in the soda water. <laughs> there were her dentures. And she's like this. And I just, I mean... I don't know if it was a setup. The whole bar was cracking up, you know, but it was the funniest thing. And I found out that she was legitimate. She was very wealthy and she had enough balls to pull her teeth out and still hit on I, me. And that's what I you get when you get older. Kareem, give us a story and we'll move on. First of all, I can't believe that didn't work. Um, uh, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, have, I have, I have, I'll make them as quick as I can. 
Um, I had a real like I had this streak going when I first started bartending where I would get on get hit on by either older women or gay dudes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this was happening for this was happening for a couple months. And I was like, okay, is there a vibe I'm putting out? Like, what is going on here? And then one day this older-ish lady, now this isn't the oldest, but it's the the one that I took the most serious at that age. And she like was early sixties and she was hitting on me and I'm like, yeah, now I have a girlfriend. I made that up or, or I don't know what I said, something like that. Whatever it is, I made it up. And she goes, okay, but well then what about my nephew? Okay, bro. Two of you. Done. That's that. And that's what we go through. We, we have to yeah. play as a bartender daily and you did it, but Nikki and Jeremy and Kareem and all our brethren that we work with in this town, have to deal with every single kind of personality. What well, we are, we're mixologists, we're toxicologists, we're psychologists, we're proctologists, we're everything. We, <laughs> to deal with, we do with assholes, we're proctologists. The, but the bottom line is, these are three of the best right here, Daly, and they're young. And I'm trying, I want to ask you, and be honest, because some of your bosses are watching and maybe not. Have you, have you one time oh, or another hit a burnout factor, Nikki? I, I need a vacation type of thing. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, when you, it's very flattering to have people come in and see you all the time and hear Nikki, 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 Nikki. But sometimes it's just, you know, we're still people at the end of the day, you know, and like you said earlier, like you kind of got to turn it on. And I take a lot of pride in, like, I'm there to serve you. I am like, it's your service experience. So I try really hard, but sometimes it's just the, the like, oh, wow. Okay. I got to get in there, put on the show. And like some days you just, it's just hard to do it. You know? Sure. 100% agree with her. I mean, some days you just walk in there and then, you know, oh, Jeremy's coming in, you know, I want to make sure I get this drink and, you know, I'm sure they have the experience with the same thing where it's like, oh, Nikki's here. She knows how to make this or Kareem, you know how to make that, you know, walk in certain days. You're like, oh, I'll nail this drink. Just other days you'll walk in and you go, man, like I have to make this drink again for the umpteenth time. And burnout factor definitely does kick in, but I think not as often for me personally as I would expect. I would expect to get burnout pretty often, but I would say like, Maybe once a month, you, can, you kind of get burned out from it. Kareem? Uh, I would think that probably a lot of us go through it pretty much once a summer, at least. When you go to the dog days of summer, and it's like, okay, what have I done wrong? Why is this so slow? Oh, wait, that's right. This happened last summer, the <laughs> summer before that, the summer before that. Oh, but, okay. yeah, like, we... It, there's been times where like, even if I'm working with another bartender and I'm just like, Hey, Kareem, Kareem, Kareem. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to change my name. I'm tired of hearing my own name at this point. <laughs> you see, there's two of us. Like, why are you, why do you keep calling me? But yeah, we've, we've all been through it. And there are times where I literally am like, okay, I'm just Sam now or something, anything other than Kareem. <laughs> Nikki, we're going to gang up on you now. Cause Kareem and I are graveyard bartenders and Jeremy's, it works graveyard also. Do you clean and leave your bar prepared for your graveyard bartender? Oh boy. Uh, come on. I'll, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, okay, good. Well, you said yes. That's a good sign. I also Thanks for the next scab, is when I like to politely blow people because I, uh, Moses will tell you, I have a tendency to serve heavily um and so i like to do the cleaning and stocking the straws and everything for two reasons i've been a day swing girl so i know what it feels like to come in and you're getting your ass kicked and there's nothing there and it kind of gives me my time to like decompress you know like i had to talk to people you know now i can just do the napkins do the drains so and also to like I said, it kind of gives you the, oh, uh, yeah, I'll be right with you. I got to do this, you know, before the end of my shift. I'm lucky. At Shucks, I'm lucky. I walk in, seriously, I'm not just saying that. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. They, they keep it clean. I don't know, but 
I, I know at your bar, the crowbar, <laughs> Vinny comes on the show cream and says, yeah, I got to work my shift and I have to clean because the broads don't clean before me. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing. And that's Vinny. You know, and, uh, that was I'm trying to correct the misnomer, and that is graveyard bartenders aren't just there to clean. We're, we're there right. basically to, to do the same thing everyone else does, and that's yeah. that self clean and, and sell and sell drinks. Um, Jeremy, so how to work out with the mother daughter? <laughs> yeah. I got comments coming left and right, man. I mean, plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth, plead the fifth buddy. Come on, Trump Jr. Plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, you made a great point, honey. You made a great point. You, I know a lot of bartenders that are retired from what we do. And I think it's taken for granted around the country. How can they make that much money bartending? Well, they don't realize what the culture is in Las Vegas. And this yeah. podcast daily lets people know that, hey, you know, you you get, it, it's such a, it's so abstract for people to think, wait, wait, make a long, first time I ever bartended in a slot bar, late 80s, something like that. A lady hits a royal and tips a hundred bucks, right? And I call my brother back in LA. You wouldn't believe this. You wouldn't fucking believe this. I brought him for a thousand bucks and tip me a hundred. He goes, shut the F up, hangs up on me. Because he was he bartended, didn't know what the hell I was talking about. It's so, you know, it's, it's it's like another world to these people, but that's how we make a living. And what we're what I'm saying right now is a big endorsement for bartenders to move here and take our jobs. <laughs> They're watching this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> hey, Dave, what, what do you got for these? What do you got for these three studs? Well, you know, one of the things since since we got you here, and there's going to be people out there who are either going to go to Vegas or they live in Vegas. Uh, is there one thing that customers don't know that you wish they knew when they came into your bar so they'd be easier to deal with? Is there anything that, you know, it's like, oh, you just stand behind the bar, you throw in drinks. Is, is there anything like you hear flight attendants saying all the time is that you know, passengers have no idea what, what we're going through. Waiters say the same thing. Is there anything that you would love to have customers know ahead of time before they come in? So their experience would be better, but also your experience would be better. Nikki, go first. Um, I think it would be that, you know, we're going to get to you. You know, the 30 seconds it's going to take to get around the bar. Like, it's not if, how do I say this? No one's intentionally ignoring you. You know, I get a lot of, you know, younger guys who don't really get that concept. Maybe it's their first time in Vegas. Like, no one's purposely looking at you and being like, no, I'm not going to serve you. It's just, we're going to get there and we'll get there a lot faster if you just, like, our minds work differently. Like, I know that you need a Michelob Ultra before you probably know you need it. You know, I know that you're drinking a Jameson. I know when you sit down, you're going to want this drink. Just give us the opportunity to get there, you know? Cool. Jeremy, what do you think? Um, me personally, I always say uh, is the criticism aspect is where people, you know, they'll get certain drinks and they'll be like, oh, this is too sweet or my Bloody Mary is a little too spicy. I feel like some people, um, some people might be afraid to kind of criticize, you know, but we want to make sure the experience is correct. So, I always try to say, you know, when people are like, oh, this doesn't taste the way I want it to. And we're just like, okay, that's fine. It's never a bad thing to criticize a drink, you know. We want to make it the way you would like it. So I feel like some people get afraid. Some people go over the top and they'll be like, man, this drink sucks. And then, you know, just toss it up to you. <laughs> and then you just kind of boss from there. But, other, I mean, all in all, people shouldn't be afraid to criticize. And yeah, like that too. Cream, what do you got? A uh, couple of them. One, I wish they knew how much work we put into it on our off hours to build our own business as well. You know what I mean? Like they, they think it's just every single day, just go straight home and that's the end of it. And it turns off. No, like we are bartenders 24 hours a day. When we go out some other place, we are representing ourselves and where we work at that time always bartenders. Now, of course, we have our own personal lives. Like, I'm a father, Nikki's mom, like, I get all that. But when we're in public, we're bartenders even then. And the second thing is, um, please stop telling me that you just got your money back. We know how much you put in. You can't fool us. We see it all. Just stop. <laughs> 
man. I have an addendum. Can, can, can I finish up, guys, with that? Nick, Don't I work, think Nick, you said it perfect. We're still human. You don't have the right to come in and treat us like crap because you're having a bad yeah. day. We're gonna we're there to make you happy, you know. And sometimes you have to realize we're human. We're 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 people, and we're there to give you a service. Let us give you that service, you know. And right. I've never understood this, Jeremy. I've never understood all the years I've done it. Still to this day, Nikki and Cream, how a person can come to a bar and give you shit when you have what they want, you know. <laughs> It's so simple to say, get out, you know, and I've never, and, and I will say this too, guys, I want to ask you this and gonna, first of all, before I ask this, this question, Nikki, tell us where you work and your shifts and then Jeremy and Kareem, tell us, we, go. So I work at the fabulous Copper Keg North location on Durango and Deer Springs. And I work Friday through Monday swing shift. Jer? Uh, work over at Shucks Tavern, North Durango. Uh, you can catch me there on the bar at least at Shucks uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, four to nine, and then Mondays you can catch me there six to midnight. Green. All right, I want to add one addendum real quick. When I say that, hey, we know how much money you put in. That's not a tip thing. That's just a you don't have to lie to a thing. We don't care. <laughs> That's all that means. I, I, I'm not saying because I'm money hungry. But I, stop. I don't care. If you want to just give me 20s, that's cool too. It's fine. But I, I work at Crowbar on Flamingo and Rainbow from Wednesday through Saturday Grave. I'm there all the days that my uh, other work husband, Vinny, isn't there. Uh, so, yeah, Wednesday through Saturday Grave, midnight to 8. I'm Eric, the fish man. I'm there Wednesday through Saturday Grave at Shucks Tavern. North Durango. I want to ask you guys this. I mean, this is something my kid once said to me, Nick, and you have a young kid. And my son said to me, Dad, what are you going to take out of this when you're all said and done? And I said two things. They don't give you a gold watch when you retire. And two, throughout three. Two, I made so many friends and relationships. I met your mom in the nightclub I worked at. That's it. Yeah. Number three, I want to ask you guys this. I have never, ever cut somebody off and they said thank you. And I don't think they realize when you cut someone off, it's never personal. It's a business decision. Our job, guys, is to get people home safe. You know, it is. We see them. We're we're sober behind the bar. Has that happened to you? You ever get you ever get pissed off and say, "Can't believe I'm, every time I cut someone off, it's always an argument." Nikki. Um. Yes and no. I think. Ah, you're lucky. <laughs> I think the more important thing is I've had a lot of gamers that. And this is a touchy subject, you know, because we're there to spend their money, you know, like you said, like we get people in to play those machines, you know, at the end of the day, I try to keep my integrity and my relationships with my guests and more so like I've seen gamers hit money and I've, I've told them, I said, hey, put some of it away. Like I will hold on to it. It is safe. You know, I don't want to see you spiral down. I think more so not as much as like cutting people off alcohol wise. Cause that's, well, that's know. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about alcohol. I'm talking over okay. the years, alcohol, not gaming alcohol. Cause you get a graveyard or any ship. You're going to get drunks in there. And you know, your jobs is protect the establishment and, and them, you know, Bad, but then I think like I've had a few people like get mad at me and then they've come back and been like, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I was super drunk. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I gave you a water. And a so, yeah. you know, a soda so yeah chair um i say me i just cut cream off <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> i said i'm sorry from personal experiences i would definitely say i've seen for when i've cut people off from alcohol i always and it's i think it's just a bad luck thing i always get the angry side of people where it's always where i'm like hey i'm sorry you know you look a little sauced right now. You're kind of swaying in your chair. I need you to just kind of sit here and enjoy your water. We'll get you some French fries or something, hang out a little bit. And always, I mean, for me personally, always it's met with, you know, colorful words or blank this and blank you and you're a blank. And it's it's not a fun time, you know, makes you rethink where you're just like, oh, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> do you think it's a man, you know, do you think because you guys are? guys are guys you know like it's a man thing 
I think so. I definitely think, you know, where I've seen female bartenders and they've cut someone off, uh, not just at my establishment, anywhere, but they'll always just be like, oh, okay, I understand, you know, we'll yep. back off. But I've seen fish had to cut people off. I've seen, you know, other male bartenders at my job have to, you know, cut people off. And it's always, almost, I'd say like 95% of the time, it's met it, with it, anger and back. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to do it, but you're doing it for the for you know, you know, for 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 the betterment of them. And mm-hmm. I always say, mm-hmm. hey, if I let you get in the car today, you, that's a ten thousand dollar ticket coming your way, and a lot of a lot of grief. And, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. Whatever you say, I've learned over all the years the, the power, and it just that's. But so John said, what do you want your customers to know? I want the customer to know if I have to shut you down, I'm doing it. Not personally, business-wise, I'm trying to get you home safe. That's all I want to do. It's also Great. legally. It's also legally because you've got to make sure that your uh, your bar isn't going to be whacked with a drunk driving uh, thing. And I, you know, what you guys don't know this, but I graduated from Harvard bartending school in Boston. Believe it or not. Oh, and well, one of the excuse me. For me, you cut off. Yeah, for, I know. I had to take I, I, it, it, I had to take what they call a tips course, which is the insurance industry course that teaches bartenders how to cut people off. And it was a fascinating part of it. And so my respect for you guys is absolutely through the roof in, in what you're talking about. And I think that makes so much sense. Let me ask you this, because you guys are young, but you've been bartending for a number of years. Is there a big difference since the beginning of COVID and now since we're kind of getting to the end of COVID? Is it more difficult? Is it easier? Are people happier to get back? Or are they just pains in the neck because they're still pissed off about everything that happened? Uh, Jeremy, I'll go with you first. Oh, man. I mean, it's still tough. I mean, I feel like it's maybe gotten a little bit easier, but at the same time, it's also gotten more annoying because you still have the people coming in. And if you have, like, say, a coworker who still wears a mask or just, you know, stuff like that, they'll make a, a little quick comment of, like, you know, oh, why are you doing that? COVID's over, COVID's false, whatever. You know, people always go on about that, but they still go on where, you know, they always talk about how the barricades were up and, you know, couldn't really do much or so. I feel like everybody's still on edge about the whole COVID stuff. I definitely feel like there's still a lot of angst coming from certain customers about it. So you definitely hear about it almost. For me personally, I definitely say almost every single day we still hear about COVID. Kareem, what about you? Huh. Well, uh, when it first started, I don't know if I, everybody, but when it first started and everybody first got released back to these streets, it was just... Um, money cash cow um yeah i don't know if that's kind of a if i just the double meaning there money cash cow same thing but um but yeah you started to see like i I really noticed it this summer because i feel like we were kind of spoiled last summer because we didn't get the summer before so everybody was out last summer this summer it's like oh this is what summer is just like i remember this now but yeah you'll still get the comments and it's still like the okay guys you gotta understand like this is vegas like what, 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 no matter how you feel about what it is, this is still a city full of people that handles money all the time and hands it out to people all the time. And we just, we got to do what we got to do. And do you want us to shut down again? Of course not. We don't want that. So, I mean, it, it is like every rule that is there now wasn't there at one point, And they are now, whether it's COVID or any other rule ever. At one point, they weren't there. And now they are, no matter what rule it is. All right, Nikki, before you go, I just want to say money cash cow is an utter delight for you guys. So get it, <laughs> utter delight. Nikki, go, go for it. Tell, tell us I'm what your either. thoughts are. <laughs> I, exactly what Cream said in the sense of this summer hit us harder because last summer everyone was wild because they were released back into the wild. And, you know, fortunately for us at the keg, you know, it's it's kind of you know, like we're, we're really fortunate that I haven't really heard of COVID at the bar atmosphere aspect of things in forever, you know, because I think people are just excited right. back to normal, you know, and um, 
but I would agree with Kareem in the sense of like this summer was like, oh yeah, this is what summer is like. Yeah. We yeah. didn't we we didn't get that last year. Yeah. Oh, you guys have been to Vegas, huh? Cool. Yeah. I, I agree with I, I see all your perspectives. I'm just happy to be back to work. We opened on June fourth of twenty twenty, Nikki. And I have friends I'm from Los Angeles that lost their jobs permanently because LA didn't open for like 11 to 12 months. Can you imagine us all being out of work for 12 months? We're doing something else. There's no, you can't, yeah, we can't do this virtually, you know, so we can't go on a computer and do it yeah. from home. Yeah. So I feel blessed. So the COVID thing didn't really affect, we're out of work for three months. We got back to work. I agree with Jeremy. I saw the perspectives. John brought something up and I want to see your, I want your opinions on this, you three, about going to bartending school. And I managed for a long time. And when someone walk in and say, I went to this bartending school and I would say, I look at him, and I was a cocky son of a bitch, and I would say, any idiot could pour a drink, but how you handle people will make you money. Do you guys agree? Nikki? Oh, yeah. The bartending school doesn't mean shit. They're still Nikki, I, I, I told Jeremy this. About three weeks ago, a girl walks in and goes, give me a pink squirrel with a yellow tail. Phone? Let me see your ID, lady. First, Kareem, I always asked the customer, I said, do you know what's in it? She goes, no. I'm not making it for you. So I go on Google. I found out, you know, it's a paint scroll, which is basically a rusty nail, right. a Scotch and Graham Bowie with a little bit of kinky in it, right? But she didn't know what it was. So that right sounds now, absolutely it's, it's horrendous. There's still drinks that me all these years don't know how to make, but I don't, I don't. So I think bartending schools, no offense, Daly, because you would have been a great bar. You know what, Daly? You, have a, you, you don't curse. You won't be a great bartender. But anyways. <laughs> I'm not a bartender. I did, I did it so I could I could uh, pour drinks for my Nikki, wife. Nikki, I'm trying. There are some bars that would podcast. actually like that. We we know them. We, we're trying to sell this podcast to make money, right? And the, what I can't do, and I need you guys to help me. I can't get John to curse. I can't have. I can't get him to say the f word or just holy shit or some. We had a cut. We had a <laughs> Jeremy. We had a Michael Shapiro. Reckless on Vegas holds a peach up and goes, John, what's this? And a peach and a meme is what? You know what it is, guys? It's a booty. It's an ass. Yeah. yeah it's like an ass, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a booty, right? It's a booty. Well, John. Okay. So Kareem and Jeremy didn't know that either. Yeah, they did. They still want to say Oh, it. I knew. Oh, yeah. I knew. Jeremy's yeah. got a peach. Listen, right I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> offend your non-profanity sensibilities. <laughs> Let me tell you something. John, John, Jeremy had a peach with the younger girl, but it was a real lemon with the mom. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that yeah. go. I think it was a watermelon. It was I a watermelon. Okay. Tell me that. Hey guys, are you going through this? We got about five, ten minutes to go. This is the big thing. I'm having for Kareem. You were a graveyard. First of all, Jeremy. There's no way the way you look, you're not getting carded to your 50. You too, Nikki. Kareem, you, 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 uh, all right. Have you found found the looks on people, Nikki, when they walk in and you card them? They're like, what? What do you mean? People are so divisive now about getting carded. I've never seen it before in all my years. It's actually for them to go into their wallet and pull their ID out daily. It's like pulling teeth. You guys, have you guys felt that Mm -hmm. sometimes? I have. Okay. Why? 100%. Why is, it, is, it, is it the new culture we live in? Like, you know, well, listen, but, you're invading but, my but, privacy? Also, I carded the, my first person who was born in 2001 the other day, and I wanted to turn the sink on in my bathroom and put my face in it and start breathing. All right? So <laughs> so there's there's also that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, got something. Really- I got something. And let me, let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask Nikki this. Do you ever have some guy who comes in – who's clearly older, and he said, don't you want to card me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, ZZ Top, I don't want to card you. No, we're good here. This is when, like, the girl comes in, and you're just, you know, I'm kind of by the book, you know? Like, I'm just, like, if if you look under 40, I'm going to do it. And with women... I feel like they're flattered. It's more awkward when you card the woman and then you don't card the man. Oh, yeah. It'd be the other way around, too, though. What if you just carded the man and didn't card the woman? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not good enough. Hey, I bet she'd say a cuss word. Kareem, have you ever seen this? Jeremy Jeremy and Nikki were swinging. Look at this on Graveyard. This is a new culture to me. I'm old fashioned. I'm I'm, I'm an old, I've never, I'll be honest. 
I've never let a woman pay for a date. I married, even my wife took me out for my 30th birthday and I was, I've never made a woman pay for a date. I can't tell you how many times I see couples walking to the bar and the guy, we get our tab, I give him the tab <laughs> and the guy's itemized, itemizing the check, you know, well, I had the bacon wrapped shrimp and I had a Dr. Morgan oh, and, okay. and you had the jambalaya. We'll just split down the meal down the middle. And the look on the girl's face, Nikki, is he's not getting laid tonight, this guy. You know, have you seen it? Is, is, there, is, is it the new culture of just dates when you see? Because we all watch the same thing. Maybe on Swing Shift, you're so busy, you don't see it. When I get the dates walking in, Kareem, I love watching that dynamic. Guys aren't paying for girls anymore. Are they stupid? I, Nikki, you're, Nikki I, are you I not, don't. What's going on? Okay, I will say one thing. So, what? When I go out on a date with the person I'm seeing, if I'm making a visit, like I'm going to visit a bartender, it's my reputation on the line. I'm going to pay and tip, not because that person doesn't know how to, but because it's, I'm specifically going to make their day, you know? So I'm not going to expect somebody to give the bartender a hundred dollar tip because I'm doing that because they came in and saw me. But when I do see the couples that come in and they're like, two different payments. It's obviously a first day. I'm just, it's a little cringy. It, Pay it, for the girl. Pay for the woman. Even, you know, like. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm too, I'm too old school, but I just, I see it all the time. Listen. It's a new culture that I'm learning in my 60s. That, hey, you know what? You know, everyone's independent. It's great to be independent. Listen. My point being, Nick, is not you. Yeah, you're, you're in the business, but if you went on a date with a guy on a first date, Nick, and you walk into a bar and you, and you ordered fish and you ordered some drinks, stuff like that, and the bill comes, and he goes, "Well, you know what? Why don't you? Why don't you, why don't you where's your tip? Give me your credit card, and we'll just put this down in the middle." Sort of a deal breaker sometimes, isn't it? Oh, you I know? would all and then block his number. I would pay it all. <laughs> yeah, and leave. I I heard one time from a bartender a long time ago, and she's not a bartender now, but she said to me, "I really never have awkward uh, or uncomfortable situations because I'm the one who makes it awkward or uncomfortable." And that's exactly what I would do. Like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to be the one being awkward or uncomfortable here. I'm going to be like, "Yeah, good luck with getting in those sheets later, buddy." Right there, right in front of them, because I already know it's over. So, what does it matter? I'm not blowing this thing up. He already did. Jeremy. When you went to France with the old broad that said, want to take you over there, did you leave a rope from the suite or something like that? I know she took care of everything. Yeah, she can pay for that. I can't believe it. It's like, I see this guy in Perley. It's 12, daily, 12 years old on this thing, on the camera. He, he's a young looker, that's for sure. He's, yeah. I get people asking for my ID when I bartend, so. <laughs> I, always, I always have it ready too I'm hey, like here it is last, last thing about, about you Jeremy is you have the luxury I don't know about Nikki I don't know about Kareem's past me definitely not you have the luxury of learning the business from a legend your dad has been in this town forever you go into the family business so you have that and I'll say I must say to kiss a guy Josh his dad Josh we had the show is the quickest witted guy on the planet Jeremy tries to be like him in successful times Josh what Jeremy has going for him is Jeremy can walk up to a customer and trash talk them, and they have no idea he's trash talking. They're laughing. Like, oh, oh, that's a gift. I that's love that. That's my thing. That's the greatest Oh, gift yeah. When you can trash talk someone, they have no idea. They think, this kid's funny. Well, he's really shit talking, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that is my number one weapon. I love it. I love it. When you are just literally bashing somebody and they're laughing with you and everyone else is laughing at you, they get it and you're not in on it. And they're like, I love this guy. And I'm like, I would love me. But OK, cool, bro. Whatever works. The other day I'm in the bar and Josh walks up and a guy goes, hey, can you hold this machine for me? He's an old guy. And Josh goes, why? Where are you going? He goes, I'm going to the doctor's. I'll be right back. He goes, I, I feel, you're probably going to have a heart attack when you're at the doctor's office. So no, I'm not holding your machine. And the whole bar laughs. He's laughing. But Josh is like, I really hope he has a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, we have, you know what? That's the thing. We have the, we have the, the, the luxury, Nikki, Kareem, Jeremy, and John, you know me for so many years, of having laughter in our lives because of our job. And that's the greatest gift that our job brings. I laugh at every shift with my customers, at my customers, at my employees, with my employees. It's like I said, it's never boring. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, 100. 
There's always something to laugh at. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, you got anything else? Yeah. Good stuff. No, this is this is all good. This has been a great show. Uh, folks, we are have been talking to three of the top young Vegas bartenders. We have Nikki Hatfield from Copper Cake. We have Jeremy Burnett from Shuck's Tavern and Kareem Muller from Crowbar. Folks, we love having you here. This is Daily Fish coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. And uh, this is our interview show where we bring on great guests to chat with. Now, coming up, we have football's Chris Landry coming up on Monday to discuss the upcoming football season, both in college and the NFL. Oh, now, let's go. Yeah, I know. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys got, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing the two hats there. So I'm seeing the dolphin. Is it Dolphins? Is that what you got, Kareem? No, no, oh, no, no. Get it right. 49ers. 49ers. I'm, looking at the color. I'm looking at the color. And then Jerry. I know. I know. It's very confusing, but. Yeah, it's how could I not? With the 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 I don't know. Then we then we got the Buckeyes, and we know Nikki Nikki's a big fan of the Vikings, but she knows they're not going to do anything. They don't do well ever. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, with with your bars, we I know at Shucks we show everything. Are you guys sports teams for the NFL? So you tell your customers, or do you have a team that you are following? Or you guys you guys do what we do at Shucks and show everything? Everything. Nikki, everything, Kareem. We- we we show everything. We had um like a large contingent of Lions fans come to our bar, and I was like, oh, "Thank God I'm out of here. I'm out of here for this one. See you guys later. Bye." <laughs> but I don't know if that's going to continue this year. But we show everything. But we just have so many Lions fans that come in where it's like, "All right, guys, your game's on. You're one and eight. Cool." <laughs> yeah. That's good. We got to get hard. So, I'll, I'll end this. I'll end this, guys. I, I'm Kareem. I've never really met you, uh, uh, but I've heard such great things about you from Vinny. You said this kid's up and coming. He's the next superstar. I've worked with you. I've seen Jeremy as a kid grow up. Nikki heard nothing but great things about you. I sat at your bar one time. I knew talent was there. But Lisa and Moses and the rest of your staff, Danny, talk about you. You're legend. I'm proud of all you guys. I'm glad that you're the bringing up the legacy of bartenders. I'm going to retire in a couple of years. I'm glad we have people like you that do this crap that's going to keep this thing going. Oh, thank you. Enjoyed having you guys. Thanks thank so you, much. Thank and when I'm out there, I'm going to hit each one of your bars. Yeah. Copper keg, friendship. Kareem Muller's one of me with the grave guys, and Jim, he's doing it all, buddy. Uh, <laughs> remember Paul Simon's song, The Mother and Daughter Reunion? We'll see okay. you later, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy, that's all Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, that'll get you.